Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by currently UGF track coach and former Grizzly Tony Arnston. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So as I told you when we were talking beforehand, I did a little bit of research on you and you have <laughs> had quite the career, not only athletically, but then coaching wise. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what all you've done? Oh, man. Well, I guess if you want to go way back, uh, I I went to CM Russell High School, played for Jack Johnston there, uh, which was a obviously as a player was unbelievable. But I think coaching wise that, that you know, it, it set a foundation for me um, that I've never, you know, I, I, it's definitely the, my base of my philosophy and how, what I believed in our programs and what was going to make us successful. Um, then I was fortunate enough to go to the university of Montana and, and play, uh, for the Grizzlies for, uh, for four years down there. And, and in that time I was around so many great coaches. There was, uh, Larry Donovan was a head coach when I went there, um, with Joe Glenn, Mike Van Deese, Ken Flagel, uh, on, on that staff that were just uh, obviously went on to have great careers coaching on their own. And, and uh, so big influences on my life. And then I was blessed enough to have Don Reed come in uh, with his staff in, in uh, 1986 and be around coach Reed, who uh, gave me a whole different perspective on coaching and philosophy. He was probably at that time, maybe one of, I would consider one of the very first uh player coach guys um you know it wasn't the harsh discipline the Vince Lombardi uh you know tough tough love type thing it was much more of a player's coach uh although he didn't always remember our names he always knew our numbers called us by our <laughs> numbers most of the time hey 14 hey 37 you know that type of stuff but uh unbelievable guy and brilliant mind Jerome Sowers was on that staff uh, Robin Flugrad, guys that I kept in touch with for a long time and and played with uh great guys all most of my best friends are uh still from that era and uh um uh, love to stay in contact with those guys then when i got out i went to cmr as an assistant coach uh with with coach johnson my student teaching year and then one year after that uh again very fortunate to have the opportunity to coach dave dickinson in his class there oh, wow. big grizz name uh dave was my next door neighbor uh, so, and my, my brother's his age. So, uh, it was, I mean, like a dream for me to get to coach those guys. I grew up with them playing in my front yard and, and then to have the opportunity to get to coach them in high school, I really lucked out. The timing was perfect and, um, great experience for me, but I knew I always wanted to be a head coach and I knew coach Johnson was going nowhere. He was going to be there for <laughs> most of my career. And, and, uh, so, um, I stumbled upon a job up in Charlotte, Montana, which was eight man football. My cousin was actually a head basketball coach, Jeff Arnson at hot springs. And, um, he, uh, linked me onto this job. Charlotte had a huge tradition back in the seventies. Very, very Rob, uh, Lindgren was the head coach up there and they had a huge tradition. They won 30 straight games or 33, whatever it was at that time and very good tradition, but then it kind of fell off in the eighties and <clears throat> they were struggling. So they were looking for somebody to come in and rebuild that program and, or give it a shot. And so I uh, called my 
called my wife to be. I was engaged at that time and said, Hey honey, she was teaching down in Los in Los Angeles was her first teaching job. And we were high school sweethearts. And, um, but she, she graduated before I did went down to California. So I called her and I say, Hey, what do you think about moving to Charlotte, Montana? And she's like, what, where is that? <laughs> so, uh, we, we went anyway and, uh, eight man football, never been around it. Uh, never watched a game. I, I hardly even really knew it existed, to be honest with you. So it was a huge learning experience for me. But I think, my opinion, the best thing I did in my coaching career, um, we did everything. You know, you chalked the field. You hired the, the people to run right. the sidelines. You you did everything. It was, it was all your responsibility. And, and uh, I watered the grass in the summers. That was my summer job. And of course, coach three sports, coach basketball and track. And, uh, you know, you just basically lived at the school and it was a great right. community. Uh, I made super friends at the eight man level. Um, I could go on and on the eight man coaches that, uh, again, are still real good friends of, my, of, of mine to this day. And, and, uh, then I had the opportunity to, um, uh, again, make a long story short to get the job at Helena high, a program that, uh, was way down, hadn't been very good. And I guess that's, I kind of got, I think maybe got that from coach Reed. He was always a builder. You know, he always went in and built programs and had so much satisfaction out of taking a program that was struggling and, and making it successful. And that was something I really enjoyed at Charlo, uh, was getting that program back on the map again and, and gave it a shot at Helen high and, and, uh, uh, I, pretty much went against all the people that I, 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 uh, trusted and, and lived my coaching, uh, uh, beliefs after telling me, don't do it, do not do it. This is going to be the end of your career. And <laughs> I was stubborn enough to take it anyway. And man, I, I, I just so fortunate, had great kids, great parents, great community. Ken Stuker, the principal, hired me uh, at 26 years old, just turning 27. It was a big chance on him to take that, you know, to jump in that. And and uh, it turned out awesome. I, I, I can't thank all the people. Uh, I tried to at the Helena Hall of Fame banquet this year, but there's so many people that influence that, but mostly the kids and the parents. Uh, it was a great experience. And, and then I had, you know, I was getting to the point where I just wasn't quite getting out of what I had. I, I loved it. I lived it. I coached sports, started uh, youth programs, and it was such a big part of my life. And I think I was kind of getting that stage. My kids were both in college and at Carroll. And uh, I, I didn't not like my job. I just didn't. I don't know if I loved it as much. I felt like I was ready to go do something else. And Coach Van Deest had an opening over at Carroll and, and, uh, it just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And, and I went over there, had an opportunity to coach my sons one more time and, and uh, thought coach Van Deese might stay more than one year, but, but he decided to retire. So they replaced the staff and, and uh, I was basically retired at that point, not sure what the heck I was going to do. And, and um, decided that, that I was living up in great falls with my dad. He was on home hospice and, and uh, Providence called me and, offered me this job and uh, they kind of had a little idea at that time that football might come with it. You know, they wanted to start, they want to start a football program up there. And um, so I went up there, I met the people, they were awesome. I knew right then it'd be a great place to be. And, and I've been doing that now. This will be my third year. Love it. 
uh, having a great time. It's a little bit different. Still miss Friday nights, definitely, <laughs> under the lights. But uh, I've really enjoyed it. We've, uh, we've, we're building, I believe, a real solid cross-country and track and field program. We've gone from 14 kids to 65 kids in, in wow. three years. Uh, so we've got some kids on campus, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Still living in Helena, so I'm doing a little commuting and a little staying, and, uh, oh, but it's good. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just, as we were kind of talking before with the trying game, I was in Great Falls in June. I was surprised how much UGF, now Providence, has grown. Yeah, it's uh, they've done a great job. Dave Gant, who retired this year, but he was athletic director, and then Doug Hashley. They're great people, and they had a great vision. Uh, the thing's just getting better and better and better, and they're getting more support in the community. I think we're getting out in the community more, and and uh, uh, I love the things that are going on there. For sure. So you name dropped quite a few names in your little <laughs> spiel of your life. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. was it like and how do you see it now having coached with, you know, Jack Johnson, who's an absolute high school legend, Van yeah. Deest, who's a legend, Sowers, all of those guys that are synonymous with college and high school sports how does it feel to have your name with them? Well, I don't know that my name's with them. Uh, I appreciate you saying that, but um, the, those those guys I, again, I, it's it's a blessing. It, it's when you get your when you get a chance to be surrounded by people like that, and you decide that this is what you want to do as a career. You you couldn't you just can't ask for anymore. You know, and I I'm very fortunate. I've stayed very good friends with Coach Johnson. Uh, still to this day and and uh, coach Van Deest obviously and coach Sowers I don't talk to as much but man I wish him the best up in northern I if there's one guy that can turn that thing and and make it competitive he's the guy a super person and uh, yeah those guys all of them involved you know uh, Dave Dickinson being able to coach him and now I, I actually went up and spent a, a, a spring camp with him a few years to a couple years ago and and I got to go through their whole camp with them up in Calgary. And he's been so successful. And his brother, Craig, I stay in touch with those guys. And they're doing such a great <laughs> job. So, you know, the coaching world is is so much fun. And that that's the one reason I don't know that I'll ever truly retire from it. Just because I love the people in it. And somehow I'm going to keep myself involved all the time. That's awesome. And, you know, you kind of led me into my next question with Dave Dickinson. How neat was it to see him in high school? <laughs> And then see what he did at U, U of M and then at the CFL. Like, did you know in high school he was going to be as good as he ended up being? You know, uh, I probably – I don't know if you know that, but – you just watching him even play in the front yard when he was a little kid. He, had, he, 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 he wanted to know – he wanted to run plays that I was running at CMR or, or that CMR was running. And he wanted to know the names of them and why you would do that. And, you know, he, he had such a great knowledge, let alone he's so naturally gifted. I could, I mean, there's so many stories about, he's a great golfer. Uh, he, he's, he's a, he was a good bowler. He, he played, he was a good basketball. He, everything he did, he was good at instantly. Like he's one of those athletes that could watch somebody do it. And then he could do it, you know, it just was, 
and then obviously at Missoula, I mean, who knew? He's a five foot ten, probably a hundred and fifty pound kid at that time, maybe. And that might be soaking wet. And I don't know if he's five ten. He claims he is, but I'm gonna give it to him anyway. Um just because I'm talking to the public now, but no, he, to, you know, you just didn't know. And it was hard. I, you know, trying to get him recruited. I talked to coach Reed and coach Tommy Lee. There's another name I left off that I should have mentioned because that might be the greatest offensive mind I've ever been around. Um, and just trying to get them to recruit him was so hard. It took so many phone calls and because he didn't on paper, he wasn't the guy, right? Right. I mean, he didn't have a very strong arm. He, he, he didn't have anything. He wasn't real fast. He, you know, anything on paper was a negative. Yeah. And, uh, um, thank gosh they took him and he went to the university of Montana and, and it just, what, what he does and what he did even at the next level, um, well, it's, it's incredible. And I, I can't be any happier for him. And, and now coaching wise, I mean, he's do, doing the same thing. Yeah, right, which doesn't surprise me at all. Either he's he's an incredible person, and and uh, he's had a great career. Obviously, that's awesome for sure. So, oh, I had a question in mind here while we were talking. Um, I guess one thing that I wondered, just reading your bio, what similarities do you see between football and track? Because I mean, what? they kind of go hand in hand, but they kind of don't. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, it, honestly, they, 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 they don't it really. Um, and that's, I think what, what happened is, you know, I, I coached track at Charlotte. That was really my first experience. I mean, I, I competed in track in high school, but only because I had to, because my dad maybe do three high school sports and he didn't consider baseball a high school sport. Otherwise he was going to make me get a job. So uh, <laughs> I was, I, I was on the track team. Let me put you that. I'll put it that way. Um, and that's about it. And, but, when when I was at Charlotte, I I I liked it a little bit. Um, I liked to obviously get my football players out. Yeah. Uh, speed spring. All oh, it was is spring training for us, right? Right. Get out, work on our speed, get faster. Uh, obviously, the game was starting to get to that point where speed was becoming such a big factor. The game was changing a lot at that time, or beginning to change. And then when I went to Helena High. I got on as an assistant coach at first and, and that's what we did. I mean, our football players, they, they all were on the track team and that, that was the reason, but I ended up really, really enjoying not just the individual competitiveness of it, but the relationships that I got to build with the kids. You know, you, you spend so much more one-on-one -on -one time with the, with the athletes. Um, and I really started to enjoy that. And we had some success early. I took the head job in 97 after a couple of years of assisting. And, and, uh, I, I just, I, I just, I really fell in love with track. And, uh, um, again, I, I think more the relationships, it was just, you know, it's different than football. Obviously you spend a lot of time with the football players, but most of it's business time and most right. of it's in groups. You know, you don't spend a lot of time individually where track and field, obviously, I love the individual part of it. There's no, it's, it's you and the world, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and that separates a lot of, a lot of, uh, student athletes. Um, um, they're just, they're inside competitiveness. There's nowhere to hide. And so I, 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 I did, I really fell in love with track and field. If you would have told me I was going to be a track and field coach in college. <laughs> now I would, 
And I'm sure some people still wonder a lot about that. But I, my, my whole thing is I surrounded myself with a lot of people that know a lot about track. And uh, I did that when I was at Helena High also and, and uh, learned as much as I could along the way. It's all about who you know, right? Exactly. Exactly. There's For no sure. doubt. So now I want to kind of go back to your Grizz days a little bit and um, talk about them. What was it like? Because I read that you your class in your time at U of M was the first class at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Yeah. So what was it like to open up that stadium and now have it be the atmosphere it is today? Well, it was a lot nicer than Dornblazer Stadium. I guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny though. We played our state championship game at Dorn Blazer against Missoula Sentinel the year before, but, um, yeah, Dorn, but it was, uh, I, I mean, obviously kind of unbelievable because when obviously getting recruited there, they were talking about it, but you know how that goes. They, there's always a lot of talk about things that are going to happen, but then when, when it actually started in, in a process, uh, and then, you know, we only had both, we had the East and West bleachers, both the end zones were grass at that time and, and didn't have the major jumbotron. It's changed a lot since <laughs> I've been there, but yeah, but no, it was a great experience and, and it, it definitely helped the program. You know, I mean, Dornblazer, I don't know how many people we could, well, we still didn't fill it back then. We were struggling a little bit that first year. So <laughs> I know, I think we had some, a couple games, they didn't have lights. I think we had a couple games where they had to ask people to turn their car lights on. It was like back being back at Charlotte again. Oh, uh, we had one game Weaver state. I think they put up like 880 yards of offense and we played till like five o'clock at night or five 30, you know, and it was later in the fall. And oh, I, I know it was pitch black by the time that thing was over. But no, it was, it was incredible. You know, they, um, it was a great start and, and it was awesome for coach Reed, you know, obviously to get to start his career in that stadium, he never had to suffer through dorm blazer. So, <laughs> and then to watch what now, what Missoula's done with that program is and that stadium and the atmosphere and so much fun to go back and, uh, still good to see the old copper and gold running around a lot. I, I miss those colors. Um, yeah, they uh, use them every once in a while. Yep, they bring it out every once in a while. Still a lot of fans darting them around, mostly old people from my era. But, um, you know, they, uh, it, it, was a, it was a great experience. Uh, like I said earlier, the, the friends that I met, and, and not just football players. Some of the guys were just guys in our group. And we still, we still we've got our own little tailgate crew that we get together quite a bit. And we're missing old Gabe Salser right now a little bit. Uh, yeah. More, we're not only missing Gabe, but we're missing Mark and, and his wife and family's tailgate. They had the best tail. That's where we used to hang out. So <laughs> we went down last weekend and it just wasn't quite the same for us, but we'll figure it out. And, and it'll and be back forward, in a couple of but... years once Gabe's done <laughs> yeah. in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yep. Exactly. For sure. That's awesome though, that he's gotten that opportunity to play down in Texas. Oh yeah. I'm very happy for him. An incredible, incredible athlete, probably the most electrifying athlete I ever coached against. Um, yeah. I, he, yeah. And, and a better person. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever get a chance to meet him and they're, they're not a better guy, better guy on uh, around than him. Uh, his dad, his dad's a little shady, but well, well, we forgive him for, for that. Uh, his mom obviously had a lot to do with Gabe. Yeah, no. Um, I remember because I'm a West High alum and uh, going to those okay. West senior games with Gabe Sulser. It's like, 
man, I don't know what we can do to stop him. There's absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, no, he just – he's single-handedly – and it wasn't, you know, Matt Miller. I, I'll throw that name out real quick. Matt Miller's probably, I believe, the best high school football player that I ever coached against um, by far. Like, he could single-handedly physically just take over a football game in double-A. Mm. From the time he was a freshman through his senior year, he got hurt there his senior year, and it kind of affected their their run at the end. But um, but Gabe Gabe was that type of guy. He could just offense, defense, special teams. He could take a game over and just turn it, just yeah. turn it on you so fast. And and at a hundred and I don't know what he was in high school, man, hundred hundred and thirty five <laughs> pounds or something maybe. And I don't yeah. know what he was. But, oh man, he was good football player. Yeah, and I mean, I remember he was playing wide receiver, obviously, that he'd play corner, and then he'd do pooch kicks, too. It's like, what can't this kid do? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Just un unbelievable. So fun to watch. Very frustrating to coach against, but fun to watch. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, you know, going back to U of M, obviously, um, you made a position change while you were at the U of M. Yeah. How hard was that? Well, it, it, obviously very hard. You know, my whole life I grew up playing quarterback, and quarterback was such a legendary position at CMR, so you didn't do anything else. Right. I mean, you, there was no special teams, no defense, no nothing. You know, after I got out of my freshman year, um, I didn't do anything but play quarterback. So, you know, making the change was was – it was hard and I got a lot of phone calls to transfer and go play back in the frontier and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there, there was just no way I had fallen in love with Missoula with, with my teammates, uh, my coaches, um, even though, you know, we had a coaching change that year and, um, but it was just another challenge and, and I enjoyed it. Um, it, it was good for me. I think, I think it, it made me a little bit more well-rounded. I knew what other football guys were really going through. Although we mm. were running the beer. So when I was a freshman at quarterback, we were running the true wishbone. So I was basically a running back anyway. Um, but wasn't going to fit into to Coach Reed's high-flying uh, passing game, I guess. And and uh, <laughs> uh, But like I said, it, it was a great challenge. Uh, I don't regret it a bit. I got to be on all the special teams. Um and, and I loved every minute of that. It, it gave me an opportunity to be, uh, you know, at least in my own mind, an integral part of the team and uh, where I might not have been able to do that. If, if they would have left me a quarterback, I could have got buried in the whole thing. So, um, you know, I, it, it was a good challenge. I thank those guys for giving me that, that opportunity. That's awesome. So what ultimately made you choose the Grizz? Cause as you said, you know, it was kind of a down point in the program, I know at the time the other school in Montana, MSU, had just come off of a championship. So what ultimately made you choose U of M? Um, well, my sophomore year summer, I actually went to a, a little mini camp thing. It was kind of more of a superstars competition thing down in Missoula and in the summer and got to meet those coaches and that staff. I loved the way they coached um, a lot different than what I had was experiencing at CMR. Um, not in a bad way, either way, just a lot different. And I love their energy and everything that they did. And, and from then on, from that camp, they really stayed in touch with me. Um, and so I got to know, I, I had a great relationship with coach, coach, uh, 
Glenn and Coach Van Deest, who recruited me. Uh, he was on that staff, you know. Um, and so when it came down to it, Montana State had just won the national championship. And Tim Polich and I, uh, Tim was an offensive lineman at CMR at that time. And both coaches had come and sat down with us. And and um, Bozeman was first, I think. We met with them first, and then Missoula. And when Coach Van Deese and Coach Glenn left our office, we both looked at each other and go, yeah, that's where we're going. So definitely the coaching personalities, I think, uh, that, that was a big difference. I think Van Deese could get players to run through a wall for him. Coach Van Deese was, was when he recruited me, uh, out of all the people that I had talked to. And then as I, when he went away, went to Wyoming and back to Northwestern and out to uh, uh, Massachusetts, I still stayed in touch with him a little bit then. And then he, when he came back to Wyoming, he obviously uh, would come through recruiting. Uh, whether we had a kid or not, it didn't matter. He always came through. Greatest recruiter ever. Mm. The guy, uh, the guy just, he, he was, he would, he was a first contact guy. And then, and then, you know, he obviously, he recruited my two sons at Carroll. Right. So I, I, I just, they, they just, there's no way they could say no to that guy. I had kids in my office. I remember that were, would, had decided to go to Missoula and crying because they had to tell coach Van Deese, no, you know, they, they just, <laughs> it, it was, uh, yeah, he, he's such a great person. And, and like I said, he, he's, he made everything so personal. And I, and I hope that's, that's one thing that when I went to Carroll and now that I'm at the university of Providence, I think hopefully that's one of the reasons that we're starting to get kids to come is I learned so much about recruiting from him and the personal relationship. Uh, Joe Glenn was another one. Oh my gosh, that guy, honest to God, truth. He'd come in your house. My, and my mom had a piano. He'd sit down and play the school song on the piano and I mean, what mother's not going to encourage their kid to go to the University of Montana, right? Right. I mean, they, they, they great personalities and and uh, yeah, they're special people. That's awesome. <laughs> so I have one more final football question. Then I want to do a pitch to go to UG or not UGF anymore, University <laughs> of Providence. I haven't lived yeah. in Great Falls for like 15 years. It was UGF when no, I was there. I know. Most of them still. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of UGF stuff still, definitely. <laughs> so um, you're wearing a Shrine football shirt. What does that game mean to you? Uh, everything. Um, the Number one, I mean, there's not – there can't be a better cause. Uh, what those guys have done for the Shriners and, and the kids and you very, I mean, it's personal to you, obviously right. I just learned and, and, but I fell in love with that game. I had an opportunity to coach with it right away when I was in Charlotte and, and um, it, it just, the coaches you meet and get the opportunity to, to coach kids from around the state of Montana and find out what great kids are out there uh, is so special, but guys like, um, Turtle Johnson. Do you remember that name? He was I the do. head guy for the West, right? Yeah. He did it for so many years. And I, I formed such a nice relationship with him. And now Jeff Hartwick from, and I can only speak of the West, obviously, because that's who I coached with during the Shrine games. But right. I, you know, I was lucky enough to do the game seven times. And, and uh, Jeff Hartwick is such a tremendous, him and his wife are such great people. And, and we were good friends. And, and uh, 
when when this thing is all over, that Shrine game is something I'm going to be involved in for until I can't be involved in anything ever again. I I would love to continue to help that and and work with that game and do what I can because it, it's uh, it's a special one. There's no doubt about that. That's awesome. And then just kind of to wrap this up, what is your pitch for the University of Providence track program for athletes that want to come? Well, I, I, I think number one, we've got a great community there. The, the people are there for the kids. They want the kids to be successful. Obviously, first of all, academically, uh, we have such a great support um, group of people to take care of our kids, make sure they stay on track academically. They want you to graduate in four years. Uh, they, they, they don't want to push you into a fifth year of college. So their plan is they set you up on a plan to graduate in four years. We have great professors um, uh, in, in all education. I think it's a wide variety. We have a medical field that you can follow, a whole medical school. We have a liberal arts school that you can follow. Um, and very, I, our kids in the very short time that I've been there, I've only graduated a couple of kids, but uh, as far as getting into graduate schools and physical therapy school, and uh, they're, they, they all get there. So obviously the, the academic part of it's very strong. I love the community, the people there, and it gives you an opportunity to be in a very good league, a Montana track league that uh, has a lot of Montana kids in it. Um, it's a great experience, uh, and there's good coaches at our, at our level. So, you know, I, I, I think the University of Providence is just going to continue to get better and continue to expand. So the expand, getting in on the beginning level and going through the expansion and the growing of it, I think is a great opportunity for young people. For sure. Well, hey, Tony, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Talking oh, you about bet. the Grizz, all your coaching endeavors. Just thank you so much for letting us hear about it and yeah thank you talk to you I, I appreciate it anytime hope we can do it again yes definitely all right talk to you later right. thank, thank you thank you yep hey guys mitch here with wide left sports and do i have a company i would love to highlight for you it's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.